0: Welcome to the NFT Now Podcast.
1: Every Wednesday we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you
0: can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel, and I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. What up, Alejandro? How we doing?
2: So excited to be here today. Who do
0: we have on the show today? Man, we have got Farouk Sarmad. You know, we've got the king of Clubhouse himself. Uh, You may know him from Instagram. You may know him from the drop rooms that he is continually hosting on the platform of Clubhouse. He has become one of the most important fixtures in the NFT community. Uh, I mean, did you really have a drop if Farouk wasn't in your room? It's a great well, we're excited to chat with him today about so many different topics. Without further ado, Farouk. Farouk, so happy to have you on the NFT Now podcast. Um, you know, I know that you uh, have an amazing story. Uh, you come from uh, the Instagram world, the marketing world. Um, you've become a, a force on Clubhouse, uh, really at the forefront of culture. Tell us a little bit about um how you got into nfts what was your nft journey what's up
1: guys thank you so much for having me i'm so happy that we finally made it happen i know it's like bouncing back and forth playing tag here on the schedules but uh listen i'm super happy that we're making this today and how i found out about this space is actually really uh really funny so i'm an internet kid as you mentioned i've been i'm 26 i started my business at 18 based around instagram and social media marketing branding on there because i was always a believer that traditional marketing was dead and was moving there Right, and uh, I've been making memes since I'm like 13 years old. So I was always one of these kids, like in you know, the internet. But I was never like someone who went into the crypto space. So I built my business on the, in the mainstream media and in the, in the mainstream world and everything. I was dabbling that, all while always having a, an interest and an intriguing interest and a curiosity towards cryptocurrency. Always a firm believer. Always someone who wanted to research. But for some reason, it never got into me. Meaning, like it never, like I never took the leap. Right. Like I never said, okay, you know what I'm trying this, I'm doing, it. I'm putting my money where, where this is going and I, I'm in it. I just was always sort of in the sidelines. And at the same time, I was also seeing everyone around me just crush it there. And I was always fascinated by it. So, and I, I tell this story last week to a friend of mine. I was like, yo, like I knew about Ethereum in 2016. And like everyone was like chatting about it in our telegram chats, for, like Instagram growth hacks groups, right? Cause we were talking about growth hacking the algorithms. Obviously this whole crew was early also into cryptos and stuff. And they were telling me, and I was always a believer. I told myself, oh, I'll get in tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And I never ended up doing it, right? Which is a big mistake. I regret, but in my opinion, I'm early if you zoom out a bit, right? So, so the way I got into the space is so, you know, I've, I've always built a a following on social media. I have 13 million followers and counting across pages on my Instagram. We have the largest uh, luxury and real estate distribution network in the world on Instagram. So we, my main page is good life Just hit 2 million followers two days ago. 150 million impressions in a month, 200,000 follower growth. So I've always been doing that. But then I saw Clubhouse at the end of uh, 2020, uh, December 28th, 2020 is when I did my first Clubhouse room. And uh, the second I got on, I, I saw the power of that social platform. I was like, this is literally going to revolutionize the world, the industry, everything as a whole, and even the way we communicate as, as individuals, right? Clubhouse already changed my life. In a very big and great way, with connecting me to people, and then out of nowhere, I mean, one of these nights we're we're, we're chit chatting, we're talking about collectibles, cars, and everything with my friend Buster and and a bunch of other people, right, about literally just all things collectibles, but also this thing called NFT, digital collectibles, right? And uh, and at the time, I I honestly did not know what it was. Although always dabble in the art space since I'm a kid, my mother used to take me to art galleries or around artists. The house is full of art and stuff like that, but. I'd never really gone in the NFT space or even I was just so new to the crypto space. Right. And so that one night, something crazy happened. I mean, the room went from having just nine, 10 of us chopping it up about collectibles. Ended up becoming an NFT, just like frenzy. Like there was, that room is iconic. Like a lot of people remember it, like ferocious, uh, in his the early stages. The artifacts guys like So everyone, like all these people are crushing it today. Everyone just stormed into that one room, 1,000 people, 2,000-person room. You have people from the mainstream world, like the global had a Nike tax day, and from this in the crypto space, the NFTs, like, it just became one big frenzy. And that's when I found out truly about what NFTs are, right? Like the whole, and then the second I saw that, I just knew, you know, we were heading toward this digital revolution, and that I always knew that this was coming, but I didn't know it was in the form of NFTs. And it's amazing because to me, you know, the digital revolution that's happening right now is just crypto heads, like OGs and internet kids. That's where I am getting together, pushing the same boat through NFTs, which is art. And it's the most beautiful form of self-expression. And when I saw that, I just just had to get in. I mean, I dropped literally, literally everything I was doing the next morning. I said, all gas, no brakes. This is where I belong this it's the same feeling i got in my heart and my stomach in 2014 when i moved to instagram in 2011 when i built my tumblr and when i get that feeling nothing can take me back everyone was so passionate everyone was so smart well spoken that there was a community already around it that was being built and i i, I you know i in my head i missed the crypto early vote. i wasn't missing this one and and i'm i'm really happy today it's uh and i'm proud of it too like some people say yeah you're not og not two years three years, but it doesn't matter i'm here and we're all part of the same team now it's and i find that really amazing what we've done in just what three months in the space
2: dude that's an amazing story man and i and i love the the ownership of missing out on the front and the forefront and like you said you got to zoom out to see like this is still very much the beginning so like if anyone's thinking that to our listeners that if you're you think you're late look, even farouk right now just told you guys this is just the beginning so for like, you mentioned, you touch point on a lot of things, but specifically Clubhouse being this like juggernaut of culture in the NFT space. Mm. Like, what do you see the role of Clubhouse being?
1: All Clubhouse does and has done before the NFT space. we were already running really big rooms. I've already had a large following there before I even dabble into the NFT space. There's one thing Clubhouse does, facilitate and accelerate the network effect. If you're listening to this right now, actually just hop on Google, Google the network effect. What clubhouse has allowed everyone to do in a time where we're all locked down but even forget that it's allowed us to connect with so many people around the world at the same time and have constructive conversations around topics that help us push the topic forward learn and grow together so that's what got me so into clubhouse and Club, and it's and the reason why i think all of this is happening there is because it's allowed conversation it's allowed access to mainstream it's allowed access to people it's allowed just the promotion, the vocal promotion of the space. I mean, from what I heard, the NFC space was heavy on Twitter before, heavy on discord. And, and when I hopped in like the, the only interview and like podcast I got on before the Euros is, is whale sharks way back then. So I met him on that stage Shoot, That's how crazy it was that stage. It was like, everyone just pulled up. And I, I was thinking about this whale shark guy and this guy, and this guy, and this person, this artifact. And it's funny because I've known artifacts actually for five years. We come from the same space. We're all internet kids. I'm actually full circle with half of the people I met I've known for years through Instagram marketing, this and that, right? Clubhouse just allowed that. It allowed all of us to literally get back together, come full circle. We have this space. We have this world. We have this universe, this metaverse, and we're just all pushing it together. That's what Clubhouse has done. Clubhouse is nothing but a service, right? It's not just a product. It's a service. And it's it's served us in the way that it's connected us together and we can... Now I have like round table conversation about so many topics, different things or promote things to the masses through clubhouse because I'm a Instagram maxi Let's put it in cryptos, in crypto works. Uh-huh. Right. And, uh, I always said it in my bio on Instagram, I'm still as married to the gram. I don't care how cheesy and corny that is. It made me, I started my business with $200 and a dream. I went from zero to 10 million followers on Instagram in two years. My first two years of business went all in right? So to me, I owe it to the platform. So grateful for it, right? A free platform. And I saw Clubhouse similar. I mean, Clubhouse just echoed me even further, right? And it's just like, that's exactly what it does. I mean, it's, it's your most powerful tool that you have is your voice. You guys know that you run a podcast, right? It's stronger than a tweet. It's stronger than the photo. It's stronger than the video. It's that powerful voice that people have that's amplified through Clubhouse. And that's, that's really what got me so passionate about the platform, and I'm still very passionate about it and like, i i I don't plan to stop anytime soon. I think it's the perfect intersection of nFT and Clubhouse is just phenomenal
0: yeah man look, I think you know everything you're saying really resonates with my experience as well you know clubhouse is where I, you know I reconnected with so many of my friends from like the dance music world after billboard dance that's where I reconnected with Blau, who was the one who Introduced me to NFTs. And that's where I had the exact same light bulb moment that you had, where I was like, this is going to change everything forever. And, you know, I think that it's, it's something that's really special about Claudos that breaks down those barriers and, and allows us to kind of like interact with not just people that we hadn't seen in a long time or people we never thought we would, but have them all together at once and create this really interesting like melting yeah. point dynamic. Um, you know, I've been in in obviously a lot of your rooms, um, and I, I already some, some moments stick out, but I'm curious to hear from your perspective, um, what are some of the most standout moments that have that have happened? And where you just have to like pinch yourself, and and uh, I know it happens like multiple times a week at this stage. This is the hardest
1: question you can ask me out of all of it. This is like the trickiest question because I don't even know how many rooms we've hosted so far. We grew the NFT club to be the fastest and the biggest, uh, fastest growing and biggest NFT club in the space. It's actually called NFT when you look up NFT on Clubhouse. The first result: thirty thousand members and followers in a month. And so it took a lot of rooms. It took a lot of rooms. There's moments I almost cried, and I'm not the type. There's moments where I died of laughing and the joy. There's moments like, for example, one of the moments that stands out is actually from David Bianchi. So he's a poet and he's a, it was the first ever spoken word NFT in history. And it was through David Bianchi he has made a short film, short film uh, for George Floyd called I Can't Believe. Very emotional. And uh, came to us and said, hey, I want to sell my short film as an NFT. And then Paolo was like, hey, why don't we help you And a hundred percent of the proceeds? Not one of those 10, 20 percenters. 100% of the proceeds goes to George Floyd Foundation, which was actually that drop was during the whole the trial that just recently happened, right? And so I just said, okay, I'll host the stage. Let's do it. I just started calling a bunch of people up, and we had 4,500 people in the room. That's very hard to get to if you know Clubhouse, right? And most rooms will just get 100, 200 people. And when uh, David Bianchi starts saying the spoken word, and we were all repeating the names of George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, and all the names, and it was just such a moment i had this shiver that came down my spine and spine and the energy transfer that was between like 50 100 speakers that were on stage was so phenomenal it was one of the most beautiful moments that was like one of those cry moments but then you have moments where like um we've had so much fun or you know you're thinking about like when you're hosting ferocious for his one of his biggest drops on nifty with artifact studios with the sneakers and you're hearing like his passion his story as an 18 year old that you know he's he's, he lives on it he lived on his own and he made this happen and his art. He's allowed to express himself at such a young age. That's for me is a beautiful moment inspiring me because I'm 26, but I was that 18 year old. Like when I started my business, I literally incorporated my business in 19. I started at 18. Like to me, it's like, it's just, I feel so, so happy to know that the next generation is already even more entrepreneurial than I was at, eight, at 18 years old, which is amazing. Right. Or just as I was, right. Or moments like now on the celebrity side, like we have, uh, you know, Calvin Harris, right. Doing his first job. Like I, what I like is I don't really prep for my interviews when I get on Clubhouse. I sort of like just go and shoot the shit because I know that I can, what I can get out of people, like the, I know what I need to get out of people, but I also know that by being just raw and authentic in the conversation, it comes out of them, right? Kevin Harris was saying like, that the more sort of like, and, and don't quote me on that, but you know, sort of paraphrasing was saying that the bigger he got, the more famous he got, the more disconnected he felt from reality and that NFTs allowed him to be reborn, and then he felt close to people. Now, it doesn't matter what people think of celebrity NFTs here. The message that came out of this it was beautiful. Is that they're even realizing up top, out there, the people are really, you know, that have a big following and that have achieved a lot. They're like, they feel reborn again through that industry. And that's special, right? There's been all these special moments where. It's like even from the small rooms with thirty people, where something happens, and like there's a like for example, John Legere, like he helped someone, he donated like I think it was thirty grand one night in an NFT room because someone needed a heart transplant or something. Like it's it's just this space brings out the most beautiful out of people and things, and that's what got me to it more. Like first I learned about the community, so I sort of reverse engineered it. I learned about the community. I learned about the key people. I started asking questions to everyone, getting on calls with everyone. Then I got even deeper into the NFT, the blockchain, the, the contracts, this and that. I started to understand because it's a lot to take in at once, right? And now I'm in this stage I'm in, so it's just like if you ask me the most beautiful moment in clubhouse, I think every moment is just beautiful. Honestly, like yesterday we hosted the first ever tattoo NFT drop, which was actually a very meaningful drop for my world famous uh, tattoo artist, and, and it was another great moment but a small room. But it was it was great to witness that. It's just there's just so much in the space. It's um or like when i get a call from someone saying hey uh second time but one of the artists you know that was sort of helping i was like hey like a couple months weeks ago is like, i quit my job so i say thank you you know I, I think that's beautiful there's a lot of these moments it's uh and even the laughs i mean I, I i shoot the shit with people in the nft space all day long on twitter on clubhouse on instagram on calls and it's just every moment Really
2: it, that's amazing, bro. And then, like I, I love the energy that you always bring. I love the it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day vibe. So beautiful you know? day like, like there it is, man. And <laughs> like, you know, I think these moments that you cultivated have been part of NFT culture. Like that they've become iconic, you know, they've been really exemplifying what true community building looks like. You know, you mentioned Paolo in in a few times and we always see him in the rooms. You guys are always yeah. co-hosting. What's the relationship there? How did you guys meet? And what's that like to be Clubhouse? All right. So let's rock it. Go into it.
1: Clubhouse. I mean, no, it's just, it's funny because I was we just on a call before this one. Uh, I usually, that's what happens, but it's uh, my, I've met some of the most incredible people in my life because of Clubhouse hundred percent. My, my bet, my future best friend, my new best friends. I don't look at how long I've been friends with someone I look at the depth of the conversation and the relationship. Right. And it's uh it's just, you know, through um so before the whole nft space came on clubhouse we were deep into the instagram marketing growth branding rooms so we we're doing a lot uh because we're people who have built brands outside of clubhouse and we've, we've built brands and followings outside so we were teaching that we we're doing positivity rooms and happiness rooms and and paulo was always a prominent figure in that space I and mean, he has a following he's always at like 60k something on, on clubhouse but it's just like you know, he's, uh, he, I was just so intrigued by the guy. Like, the first time I heard him speak, like, it was just like, with his owls and his awe hawks and his spirituality and this. And then his business savvy. Like, when you, you can hear it, with the beautiful clubhouse, it cuts through the shit okay if you're fake you're gonna last two days on clubhouse because the more you speak the more things come out right it's such a nature like natural free flow just like right now this podcast and so one day i hit him up because i thought i like what he was saying and i, I love what he was doing and i'm like hey why don't i you know help you a little bit with your personal brand i think you could do certain things better because that's what i am essentially i'm a personal branding expert and you know i we connected you know when you're lining with people you, you can kind of tell you know my, regardless of what they've done before who they are just now you, you connect with someone and and you're like, you know what? I, I can trust that person. I think we can move together because there's no point at moving as a solo. Like, this podcast shows that you guys are two. You're ta- you tag team, everything. And, and that's why you're successful. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is what happened. And, and what happened actually, which is funny, Paolo indirectly is one of the reasons why uh, a lot of these clubhouse rooms are happening. Uh, one day, puts me on the phone on a text with Matt Colon, who's TVO keys, uh, blouse, and RSC's manager. He works for the management company. And uh, he's, like, uh, he's like, Matt, meet uh, Farouk, Farouk meet Matt, make the Clubhouse happen. And I'm like, let's go, Steve Aoki. I always wanted to host, like my goal in Clubhouse was to be a prominent host and bring conversation to the platform, bring celebrities, bring artists. And bring... That was always my goal on Clubhouse, right? And so I'm like, I'm not going to stay in a Steve Aoki interview. And also it's, it's interesting, he's entering the NFT space, right? Regardless of what happened after this and the stuff that, like, but it was so new, right? It was such a new thing, a new space. Nobody could have known... What happens with open editions? This and that at the time. It's like it was the wild, wild west. Remember, February was like nuts in March, and uh, and so man, I mean, he puts me on the phone with pa- uh, Stevie Oki's guy. Next thing happens, same week we make a Stevie Oki clubhouse room. That was the first clubhouse drop room we really did. Six thousand people pull up to the room the whole time. Thirty-eight thousand total uh, viewers over three and a half hours. That ended up being actually one of the most beautiful conversations and moments ever on clubhouse. If you ask me for the top five, it has to be there because it's the first one we ever did. And it's the one that started all of the drop rooms you are seeing. Like it literally set a precedent for drop rooms. It was crazy. The energy beyond the NFT. We had people from Andreessen Horowitz in the room, we had people from clubhouse in the room. We had people from the, the biggest NFT founders co-founders in the room operators owners artists we had the clubhouse figures we had people like me people like and it was, so he made that happen in the back end and then so that's that's who Paulo is i mean he's a super connector that that's who he is super connector he knows a lot of people we are learning on a few things and and you know it's i like the whole spiritual i like that like all of a sudden he'll drop the he'll hang up on me because he saw a fucking hawk in the sky and he's taking a photo and then he calls me back sends me the photo like this is so like you know this whole space has brought out the child in all of us and i think it's the most beautiful thing so that's, uh, that's what it is, man.
0: That ties in super, super well. And, and I just wanted to say, you know, like, I remember that, that Steve Aoki room well. Steve's a friend. Matt's a friend. So it was, uh, it mean, was, so, that was a great moment. Um, but we did
1: back to back. Sorry, yeah. I forgot to mention. We did it on a Friday. And then we came back on Sunday with 6,000 more people. Yeah. For the drop. And you remember the drop in the I results for themselves. And we're flying. It totally. Clubhouse became NFT land. Yeah. After that. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs>
0: and and, I, and and like you said, you know, I think that set the precedent and it. it was you and Paulo really at the forefront of that. But you know, you two are creating a lot of value uh, in the space. You two are spending a lot of time on platform, and so I know you two are also entrepreneurs. So I wanted to get a sense for what is the business model? How do you monetize this?
1: I mean, it's interesting because so I told you I come from a media space, right? So in 2014, I was scratching my head just like this, and I, I mean, I didn't have long hair like that, but uh, I was scratching my head, and and I was like. How, because I was already deep on social media, but I had no money and I had been doing social media for three years. I grew the biggest Tumblr luxury page on Tumblr uh, called Mr. Good Life, which is now Good Life on Instagram. I was scratching my head in 2014. I, I said, everybody's doing this. At cool. everybody's doing this. I am doing this all day. How do I make money from doing this? And, and so I was looking at billboards, TV, this and that. I studied television, right? Every time there's an ad, I either go to the bathroom or I go grab some food or I switch the channel. I'm skipping the ad. Nobody watches TV ads. That's why Netflix, all these things are so prominent, right? But there still is a need for marketing and demand and ad space. And it, it's never going away. The medium is changing. just like cryptocurrency. The medium is changing. Banks, Fiat, this Bitcoin, Ethereum. So it's just like, it was just changing. And I saw that. So I brought the ad to Instagram. I started cold calling, cold emailing hundreds of companies every day. I was growing in Instagram. I was like, Hey, I'll sell you a shout out for this and that. Right. So similar mindset to that, right? Fast forward seven years, 2021, the mediums change. Clubhouse and the the product has changed. NFTs, right? But it's more than a product. It's a whole digital revolution we're in the middle of, right? So how do you build a business amongst that in an industry that is being built as you're walking? Because Instagram was already built. It took me a while. Actually, it happened most recently. Again, this last weekend, I had another enlightenment where I was like a really never been more confident and understood my place in the space. So for a long time is I came in recently, but I came in very big as if like, I caught up on three hours of missed up op- three years of missed opportunity in one month. And so when you're at the intersection, even Blau one that was talking to him and he's like, yo, just so you know, I don't know what you did or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but you put yourself in the best position there is right the intersection, literally, how do I become the bridge, right? How does the bridge not only make the world a better place, also can make money out of it right because no matter what you do you've got to eat and you got to build a business when you spend your time on something it's only fair right the way i think my place in the space is here and honestly the way you, you build the business around all of this is by really trying to find solutions on how to bridge both worlds how do i bring celebrities influencers and artists in of the physical verse right into the metaverse into the nft space with respect and acknowledgement? Of the space, it's not a reverse thing. So we don't owe, they don't owe them the respect. It's the celebrities and stuff that have to learn how to enter space. So putting myself in the middle, where I'm at, is building a media company out of all of this. So media brand, media company. I'm technically a platform, right? When you think about it, like a launching rocket platform for things, right? Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter, and all that good stuff. But also a consulting advising firm that allows me to not only consult people in that space, but again. Crypto space that are not familiar also with social media and branding. I mean, I speak to a lot of collectors. I've spoken, I, and I'm really blessed to have spoken to a lot of great collectors, right? Oh, uh, Shiny, Danny, sweet phrase. I've become tied like this to Amir Mondoar. Love Amir. I mean, we've teamed up with Amir, kind of like it's like Paolo Amir and I now, right? So I love that. And Whale Shark, and then the, the Tim Kangs of this one. It's like, even these people, when you look at it now, the collectors and even the artists, they need to brand themselves. Right, So there's, there's, it goes both ways. So my, 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 my solution here is just build a business that's right in between the two and help the space in that way. That's what it is. That's how you come in. It's building a media company. It's been a consulting advising firm and it's building a platform right, that helps serve the space. That's how I see it. And as you can see, it's always, it's always rotating my head. I'm always trying to build further and trying to see what I can do. I really had a moment this weekend when I was thinking, it's like, what am I doing in this space? And what do I want to run with for the next couple of years? It's too hard. It's too dynamic. But in the meantime, that's what I think it looks like.
0: That makes sense. So you're sort of thinking of it as it almost like a full service, like agency of yourself in okay. a sense. That's, so that's
1: what I've always been doing, by the way. But if you need a hundred thousand follower growth, authentic, raw, real community, you call me. If you need to get into a bunch of press, you call me. If you need advising, consulting, how to build your proper brand find your messaging, find your why, dive deep, and then market that, you call me. Like, this is what I've always done. So I'm trying to build that, but in a bigger way now in this space, like all on chain. And I think it's so freaking cool.
0: That's super exciting. And I, and I feel like, you you know, just as an example, I'm sure you get this question a lot. But, you know, now that the, with the frequency of drops and, and there's so many uh, NFT artists you know dropping, dropping uh, all the time, I'm sure your services are in high demand. How do you like, you know, if someone's coming to you saying, "Hey, like, we want you to do a clubhouse room for the drop." Like, how do you sort of like, is that one of the services that 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 is included under that under that um, umbrella? How do you sort of curate between and and?
1: We actually built a team now. It's more than even one person. Like, we have like analysts researching things, and we we've done we've sort of like we're closing up partnerships with a few people that strategic partnership with people in space, which I was doing even before this call to find out like sort of how to, how to like position people properly, but yeah, like it's uh, what does it look like? I mean, the thing is it's so dynamic that you can't even like put a set firm price to it. Again, the space is moving. I mean, look at how the fluctuation of prices even in, in, in crypto, right? So the space is moving like crazy. Gas fees are moving like crazy. So that also determines a lot of the drops. And yes, you're right. I mean, there's so many drops every single day. And honestly, Big ones, small ones, interesting ones. There is a point where I almost burnt out for the first time in my life. That was like two, or three weeks ago. I felt it to the core, and it's because you have, you know, six hundred eighty nine unread texts, right? And I don't know how many unread tweets because I'm also a personal brand, mind you. Like I also have to take care of my own personal. I run my own personal brand: Twitter, Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Because I do me on my own, right? Like what I'm doing with you guys right now, right? And so at the same time, you're getting hit up by all these people, whether it's massive, like every single A-lister, I guess, or B-list or people from that mainstream space, kind of like they get referred to us. And then also now great and amazing projects and artists, which is what I'm personally more interested in at this time. Like that's, I'm so deep into that. That's what I want to host as much as possible, but also coming to us like, how do I find a perfect, happy medium to make everyone happy, but at the same time, again, you've got to build something out of it, right? Or else you get nothing out of it. You know, it's, it's, it, I love to help. I love to build community. I want to push further, but you need fuel to keep going. Right. And that's exactly how it works. So for some people, they come to us, they already have everything ready The drop mechanics. This is it's done. They just need marketing. So what's marketing clubhouse is not, it's not like, Oh, we're just doing class. It's just, it's just a medium. You know, I, I call people, I, I get them on mainstream press, get people on, uh, <clears throat> on Instagram. Like we get them, you know, marketing to Instagram, Twitter, and Klaus is not a medium, just Klaus is the best medium right now because you get to be live, you get to converse, but it's it's really literally, it's nothing new to what I was doing before. This space is all about collaboration. We are literally reversing the way we have been taught to function. But the thing is, it's not new. In 2011, we were growing Tumblr pages with my friends. We already had that mentality. You know, it's, it's the beauty of it. And I love that. This is really what it's all about to me. And it's uh, and everybody should really, really think that through. And before even entering, just saying, what can I bring to this space? Everyone's got to play their part. I think everyone's got to give back a little bit. Just that
2: filtering question, man. What are you going to do for the space? I think that that's a lot of, a lot of us in the industry can ask ourselves that on a daily basis. Um, One thing that I love about you, man, and and I'll touch base on this a little afterwards, but like. Your spirituality your sense of alignment your divinity your devotion to your faith you know how you speak openly about everything and i just wanted to highlight that we'll touch touch base on it as well because i see t- our listeners can probably pick up from your conversation from the eleven eleven shout out the numerology alignment it's pretty dope with the within the space though you know you have so much flooding coming in how do you differentiate what is hype and what is sustainable and how are you making sure that the branding, the elements, the platforms that you do continue to be build sustainability? How do you create that balance?
1: So I've never been better educated than today, but as a matter of fact, we were, weren't always educated. I'm sure I've hosted a couple hype groups. I'm sure a couple of jobs we worked on were hype, right? But it wasn't, it was never the the intention. And, and now when you, but a lot of them, 99.99% of them were phenomenal. And, 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 it's so interesting. I mean, I love hosting Fuck Render, Victor Mascara, Thank You XJN, the Made by Animus Squad. I love hosting, uh, when I, when I was hosting young Jake entering the space and we're drawing me memo- uh, shitty emojis and stuff like that. I love all that stuff. When I did a, even cause two days ago for the Christie's or yesterday, how I'm lost in days. So when was Christie yesterday? Two days ago? Anyways. Two days ago, I think, but it's oh, very, two years very
0: ago? Okay. easy so to, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> that was two so, years
1: ago. So, so yeah, years exactly. Ago, so two years ago, but, you know, I made a room for punks and punks and non-punks. And I had, we were like 25 punks in there. And C.K. Sweat, who used to be an auctioneer at Chrissy, Solaby's and Phillips, So he knew that. And then someone called Todd from, that was ex-Sotheby's, from the traditional for 35 years. And we hosted a conversation like, this is dope. So how do I funnel through, like, see through, like, hype and not hype? Is that It's important to team up with people that are aligned, but also come from all spaces. I know where I come from. I know where he comes from. He's a large collector. He knows what he's buying. He knows what he's seeing. Or or I asked also questions to other collectors, other crypto people. I do my own research now, right? I always did. But it's just, you can, I think it's easy to see through the the hype. I think it's easy. I honestly think it is. I'm the hype generator, bro. You know what I mean? I'll create the hype. It's just about the proper project. You know what I mean? When you think about it, like if there's a right project that deserves a lot of hype, because hype is, uh, hype is not bad. Hype is good. Just hype has to go towards the right people, the right projects, the right minds.
2: That's all. Yeah, a, I really love that uh, that selective hype, man, and, and that filtering process and yeah, the humility that you bring into that, you know, understanding that you are creating hype, that you may not have kind of gotten right the right in the right place in sometimes, and you're learning from the experience. I know that you've had uh, between us, we've had a little side chats on the on, on iMessage. I you had an incredibly powerful week last week in terms of some things happening in your world through MetaMask and things of that nature. And I want to touch on that because you have an incredibly powerful spiritual practices and awareness to the elements. Like I always say all business is spiritual, but you are really the poster child of that you know like i I love i love your hype i love the way that you bring the divinity your faith your spirituality your alignment let's 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 segue these two into one so what happened last week with the metamask wallet what occurred how did you process it and then really how does spirituality bring how do you bring in spirituality practices into your business because you don't do the business of spirituality you are spiritual who does business
1: right yeah i'm not gonna sell spirituality fuck that um i um wow you did it so here's what happened i mean exactly on this chair like this i had my ipad here but what you guys will see is i have a monitor behind it i was on facetime and and you know what because of what we've been talking about obviously i'm it's just blown up so too many texts too many emails too many zooms too many this too many that running too fast clubhouse rooms twitter this is that so this, and, and what happened is um, I, I thought my, my Google Chrome actually Seemed to have a malware in it And actually, matter of fact, a couple of days before Someone hacked into a couple of my things So it uh, seemed to have a, a malware in it So what I did is I just went and I, I reset the Chrome browser And uh, mind you, I don't, I don't come from this space Even though I understand the, the importance of that seed phrase uh, But So I made the rookiest mistake of rookies I mean, you, you know, the reason why I didn't tweet about anything Is honestly, and I, I'm going to sit here I was ashamed of myself And I still am I thought I was a fucking idiot. Like the second day it happened, I, I just looked at myself. So I was like, you're literally an idiot. Because it's the one rule you don't break. It's the one thing you don't do. So what happens is I reset my browser. And when I went back and we downloaded Metamask, it asked for a seed phrase, obviously. And I just can't find it. And I know I wrote it down. I know there was a screenshot somewhere, even though you're not supposed to store it in a screenshot or a cloud. I get that. So pe- people can say, oh, you're not. But still, there was, I know when I made it. I know the hour, the time, and the minute I made the MetaMask because Zapsio was gifting me a one of 20 Artifact Studio Atari collaboration, friends and family only. It was my first ever NFT. And he gifted me that on that day, March 3rd, 2021 is the day I made my, my MetaMask. And there is no trace of a screenshot, an email, a text, a phone, nothing of that day. It goes from March 2 to 4 on my computer. And my phone, there's nothing. It's like that date doesn't exist. And uh, so I lost my seed phrase. It was 12.1 ether in it. So that's what, 50 grand now? And, uh, and all of my NFTs. What hurt wasn't the ETH, even though that sucks, but what hurt, but I can always work. Like money comes, I, I, literally had, I made money from $200 I had, so I know I can make it again. But uh, yeah, it hurt. But my, I had just bought this beautiful mebit number 934. It looks just like me, just a little darker and uh and then i had my ape which was sixty two fifty, which is 19th rarest ape in the hole then you can put your own value to that i guess right. but i think it was worth a couple eight in, that up moment,
2: there. in that moment when you like had the acceptance right because at first you you're like no it has to go, no, go All let's
1: walk through that process you yeah. can, see i had brushed it off, now you're bringing it back but after this i'm done uh it's a. Uh, Here's what happens. I'm on FaceTime at the same time. So I, the first is the non realization. I have to do this. And that's what happened. It taught me to re- calm down. So it's funny because my mother has been telling me for the last couple of weeks, slow down, slow down, slow down. You're going too fast, slow down. But to me, it's like, I, I don't realize these things cause I'm just going. So it's like, here's what happened the, at first is the non acceptance, not realization, not acknowledgement, not understanding. Then comes their search. Fifteen hours of recovering files, calling all the biggest crypto native heads that I know, going up the line. I was already ready to go find someone at MetaMask, and I wish I did. But there's no point. Like Mm -hmm. in the words of Amir, is the whole reason why the Ethereum blockchain is so powerful is that you can't hack through it. You can't find a seed phrase. If you could find that seed phrase, then the whole network is at risk even when I reached out to the fa- co-founder of OpenSea, Alex Atala, was a good friend. I love him. I got to meet him as well. It's great, man. And he called me and he was like, listen, nothing you can do, but I'm happy to just shut down that account or make, put something, because people keep sending me art as gifts. Like I keep waking up to new like art pieces and, and you know, people send to your collection. So I, want, I needed mm-hmm. him to, I needed him to just say like, this is not for anymore or whatever, you know, so you can do that, but there's nothing you can do about the pieces. Right. So, uh, so first comes that, then comes the research, the recovery tools, this, that, the, the, putting all the place upside down, going through my phone. I still am. I still have that 1% hope in me, in my heart of heart, right? That that's that it's somewhere it has to be, it makes no sense because it makes you write it down to, right. to make it. The day after that, I got a punk. Cause you know what? I'm not going to let that story that I'm telling right now be the story that defines for Love that. I went, I went in, I saw floor punk in 195. even though floor is lower now, which is ridiculous, but you know, I, I, I sniped it, it kind of looks like me too. I had been looking at him for a while. I had been looking at punks forever. I've been studying, understanding, learning, talking to punk owners like G money and Alan, a bunch of people, I mean, you're one of them. I've been learning from all y'all reading about your tweets and everything. And, and it's just like, you know, and I went in because that's not the story I'm going to tell. That's not the story I'm going to, de- that's going to define me for real. The story that's going to define me is this. I'm all into this space. And the punk is the ultimate symbol of the space. It's the OG, it's the rookie card, it's the starter, it's everything, right? We saw Christie's. And so that was my bounce back. And there's no better motivation. Every time I look at my phone, which I live in, I'm motivated. And I look at that punk and I look at what it's opened up and what I'm doing with it and what with the whole space and I'm motivated. So to go back to your question about the Meta and everything. And my spirituality and how I see things, how I do things. That's how, man. That's exactly how. I just, I just bounce back because there's no choice. I have two choices. Dwell, stay depressed the rest of the week, and set myself, like you said, one day in the metaverse is one month outside. So set myself five months back, five weeks, however you want to quantify that. Or stand up, step up to the plate, and keep going. And I'm going to keep her. And ever since I did that, bounced back. It's fine. I mean, then there was the whole question of, do I still own the NFTs? Mm. Mm. Right. So I asked them. actually, I said, hey, and that's been in my mind. That's why, one of the reasons I actually removed my aid from my profile pictures, because I felt like a fraud, mm. even though I paid for it. And that's a good, I think, question for everyone is, do you own it or not? And mm. his answer was, they'll live and die with you. Technically, I'm diamond hands. Even Alex, tells that like, now you're diamond hands forever. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was funny. And uh, you own them, but just don't leverage them for anything because that's fraud. Right. But you own them, right? You can put them in your profile picture, this, that, but don't leverage them. Don't use them for, because then you can't connect them. But yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting topic. I, I never talked about it because I don't want people to shame me. Like crypto people would be like, yo, you're an idiot. That's the one thing you had to write down. I'm sorry. Like, no, like, there's nothing you can do about it. So what? You yeah, I mean? Like, hey, look at me. I bounced back. I got a pump. You know, like, let's go. You know, let's
0: get going. <laughs> oh, Farouk, from, from one pump to another, um, I actually think that there's certainly no shame in that. I think everyone in the crypto space has learned that lesson at one, one point or another, myself included. I agree really like Myself that. included, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, uh, I bought my first Bitcoin and Litecoin back in 2013, um, put them on, a, on a, a software wallet, wrote down the seed phrase somewhere. Uh, four years later, when the waters rose, tore apart my room. Toward, I, I know what you, when you were talking about the search. I've been on that search. I know exactly what you're talking about. I managed to find it finally for the Bitcoin wallet, not for the Litecoin wallet. Um, thankful that's how it worked out. But you know, like it, it, you know, I went through those feelings of shame and those feelings of like I can't believe I just didn't keep this safe. You know, and I, and I think sucks. that. It sucks. There, there's nothing. But it's and there's happened
1: the- to so many people? My boy yeah. Troy was telling me, yo, he wiped out a whole fucking hard drive, like disk, whatever you call it, of, of Bitcoin back then, like multiple yeah. Bitcoins. Like, and then I spoke to Danny. This everyone has this. Everyone had a story. Everyone has
2: a story, but, though. Exactly. You know what was
1: beautiful, Alejandro and Matt, is people were like, yo, I genuinely, I'm hurting for you, yeah. and I could feel that they were like. And they're like, even alien and something like, you know, how can I help you? How can I, like, it's good. Let's just keep going. Everyone's let's like, Yo, moving, man. Yeah, that's I what do? I
2: love about you, bro. Like you're always looking forward. You're like, yes, I accept. And let's move forward, man. I'm There's like, no point. Just- like
1: I, I, I've had worse shit happen to me, dude. Like, like yep. in, in the real fucking mm. world, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 you know, I, I, it made me realize if anything, like look at all that ETH I amassed in just not even two months. Like, it's like, th- that means I can do it again. that means i can work hard and and go at it that means you can just you know it's a but it's it sucks it sucks but it's it's, you have to accept and and back to your spirituality question that ties all to this that this is why i want to mention that it's in my bio on every single platform and i wear this it's this is it and by the way my genesis piece has been ready for weeks now i just i don't think i need to drop something yeah i did collaboration with a phenomenal female fine artist and everything i had a vision we just get get another artist animated but point being this is what I live by, live with and live. By. I've been wearing this necklace since I'm 12. I had three different ones. One of them got lost, stolen. One of them got lost in the water of all places. I was laying on the dock, ripped off my, I kind of got up and fell. And the third one is this one that was made in Iran. Uh, and this is, um, this is the symbolism behind this. Good thoughts, good words, good deeds. And if you look at my IG bio, Clubhouse and Twitter bio. You
2: live it, bro. Great. You live it. You yeah. live it.
1: So, so, and I literally the moment I started, cause I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. And the second I started um embodying those that very same thought, good thoughts, good words, good deeds, everything I do, every tweet I put out, every post I make, every room I host, every business I get in, every contract I sign, every podcast I get on, always have to be aligned with good thoughts, good words, good deeds. That's always what it has to be. And I wish more people live by that. If you focus on those three things, you're literally gonna be successful financially. And Professionally,
0: yo man, I feel like we could keep talking all day, but you know, let, to, to close to close things out, you know, you're talking with so many different, you know, important figures in the space all the time. I'm just curious, what are you seeing trend wise that's exciting you? Where do you think the space is going? Like, what, what what about the future is like really speaking to you right now?
1: I mean, it's it's such an exciting space, right? Even if you just saw the Christie's auction 17 million, we know uh, there's there's some people that seem to think it was well presented, some not. I wrote on that too, but it's um it's still a big number and it's a big deal right and next month is sold the bees and you're seeing a lot of like traditional mediums come into the space and so like work together with the nft space and come together and build something bigger i think that's that's what's amazing i mean i'm i'm seeing mass adoption integration i mean i was thinking even like this is so much bigger than even just the art like this is a whole movement this is a whole space this is a whole like even like when you get what what's what's marriage right when you get wet and you have you get married it's a social contract right those contracts are going to start living on chain too they're going to devouse everything they're going to be starting coming on blockchain in form of nfts right even like i mean anything it's just we're, we're we're headed to a world that's fully i think i believe fully on chain and 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 the nft space is is, is only driving that and it's just like, when you ask me where I think we're headed and what I'm excited about, I'm excited about everything. If you want to know truly what my thesis is on the future is, we don't care anymore about celebrity. We care about community. And the legends that we're going to be writing books about in 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years, and talking about them in a thousand years, are here right now. You're seeing them tweet. You're seeing them on Clubhouse. You're seeing them on TV. You're meeting them in the street. You're meeting them this and that. And you, haven't, you don't even know it yet. You might be, I might be one of them as well, and we don't know it yet. And that's where we're headed. We're headed towards a world that has completely shifted and has focused on how good someone is, on the good thoughts, good work, good deeds, rather than how much money they have, who they're hanging out with, how big they're on social. I guarantee you, people don't care about that. I have a hundred thousand followers on Clubhouse and thirteen million accumulated on Instagram, and this and that. People care that I bring good energy that I bring, that I bring positivity. And then I keep pushing the space forward. The second I stop doing that, I'm going to become irrelevant. It's the same thing for all of you guys. It's the same thing for everyone in the space, right? You see people come and go, they're washed out because there's, 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 there's drops every day. There's a new platform that comes out every day. There's a new media that comes out every day. There's, there's so much going on, right? So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about how we're the new fucking rock stars. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been calling it forever, but, in a, but we're good ones. You know, where I, I, I genuinely think that. So I'm, I'm really happy we did that. I'm really happy that you guys really have amplified my voice. I'm so grateful. It's so weird being on the other side now I'm usually the one now interviewing. It's funny because I wasn't an interviewer nor a speaker before come I was not a speaker and, uh, and, uh, and it's awesome. So yeah, super excited for what's to come the future and how, uh, how we're going to change the world because we are changing the world.
0: Likewise, man. Likewise, man. Super excited to, to continue, continue that conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the NFT Now podcast, man. We're happy to have you. Thank you, brother. So glad to have you, we'll see man. See you on Clubhouse. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Alejandro, that was quite a conversation. What stood out to you?
2: Matt, talk about a conversation, and indeed, what really stood out for me is how consistent Farouk really is on and off social media. Like you get what you see. You see what you get with Farouk. I also love the spirituality behind everything he does, like his, his celebration of 1111, his celebration of do good words, good deeds, good honors. Like that's just really profound, especially in a, in a space that's so digital. I really appreciated that. And also one of my favorite parts was just hearing him talk about the business of the, of the business side of things on that front. And, you know seeing him go through losing his rite of passage of losing his wallet right i feel like everyone in this space who's anyone who's ever done anything in the crypto space has lost some form of crypto or some form of seed face in some way shape or form and just seeing him move forward in that capacity really cements who he really is um not only in an nft space but as a human being in general yeah, I agree totally. You know, I, I thought that was really cool
0: um, of him to be super vulnerable uh, to chat about that. You know, I think that uh, we've all we've all experienced things like that in the crypto space. I think most people have um, and there's no shame to it. Um, I loved hearing his um, perspective on how he takes, you know, his platform from Clubhouse and scales it into, into a business. Um, thinking about himself as a full service agency, uh, his relationship with Paolo. It was just great to get behind the scenes and, you know, get to see that energy. You know, it was also fun to- to like see see him you know see him being energetic because i always hear him you know it was nice to actually see it um get that visual but um yeah you know it, it was a great conversation thank you everyone for tuning in nft now podcast um for those of you who haven't yet go check out our newsletter nftnow.substock.com uh, always updating you with the latest in the markets and in the uh, the projects to know uh thank you again <laughs>